the monk is going to beg in a village that's named after him. Quite a thing. Episode 102, Tipitaka, Part 41, in which I will be reciting Nisagia 22, perhaps 23. So you might notice I'm in a different location. Again, about a 10-minute drive from where I was in the previous episode. I, I couldn't resist. It's such an interesting um, visual experience, I think. Those of you listening on the podcast, I, I haven't forgotten about you. Hello. I appreciate you so much. Um, for you guys who are listening to the audio only, I'm hoping that the audio experience of this will be a bit better because I'm actually talking toward the microphone, but hopefully not so close that my P's and T's come off like I'm flicking you in the ear um, because that sucks. I don't have one of those big screens. Anyway, um, so yeah, in the previous one, the uh, microphone was off to the side and I was kind of talking, talking kind of over this way. So, you know, this should be a bit better. And uh, while there is a main street outside, we're on the second floor, which in America, you know as the third floor. Another one of many little differences between uh, Indian English and American English. Possibly the Indian English has that in common with the British English. I'm not really sure about that, but I assume. For example, an elevator is a lift here, so there's that. Our special guest today, not this guy, um, the late bug. He was like that when we arrived. Anyway, um, we call him Glow Bear. Can you see him? because he's, he doesn't actually glow, but he's very bright. So we'll just keep him off to the side there. Hopefully it won't be too distracting. Cheers. We just arrived in this new place. I believe it's called Cyrus Kingdom, C-Y-R-U-S, for anyone out there who um, is thinking about traveling to South Goa, and particularly near Varka Beach. If, you're, if you look on Airbnb, you find Cyrus Kingdom. It's pretty cool. It's got this little balcony. Shall we uh, start the reading? I don't think there's anything pertinent that I need to, uh, you know, talk about before we get started. So, I'll go ahead and get started. Oh, there is one thing. If you're interested in behind-the-scenes Buddhist books... Do check out this link way out outside by the tree um, up in the sky. That is a, uh, well, we had this series going when we were living in Goa back last year and the year before. 
called Goin' Goin' Gone, G-O-I-N apostrophe G-O-A-N, little play on words. Apparently, I I wasn't the first one to think of that. There's an old movie that does a similar play on words. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I took the last, I don't know, how long have we been in Goa? Do you know? I took the last week or so of uh, footage and made it into about a half hour long video, which is that thing I pointed out earlier, which includes sometimes setting up for these Buddhist books recordings. So you can kind of see where the, the last few episodes fell into the timeline of, uh, of our Goa trip. So now we're in present time for me. For you, I'm in the past. You know, that whole thing. I'll get to the reading now, shall I? <clears throat> Forfeiture. Nisagia, 22. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was sitting among the Sakyans at Kapilavatu in the Banyan Monastery. Here's a Banyan so if you were picturing a bunion, then I apologize. That's, that's a totally different thing. It's a kind of tree. All right. Now, at that time, these monks were invited by a certain potter hmm, who said, quote, If these masters need a bowl, we're back to bowls again, I can supply them with a bowl. End quote. And by the way, can supply them was in parentheses. So it just said, I with a bull. All right. Now, at that time, monks, not knowing moderation, asked for many bulls. I'm the same way when it comes to certain kinds of bulls. I've talked about this before. They asked for large bowls for those who had small bowls. They asked for small bowls for those who had large bowls. Then that potter, making many bowls for the monks, could not make other goods for sale. He could not keep himself going, and his wife and children suffered. People, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, how can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, not knowing moderation, ask for many bowls? This man, in parentheses, making many bowls for these monks, in parentheses, is not able to make other goods for sale, and he cannot keep himself going, and his wife and children suffer. End quote. Monks heard these people who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these monks, not knowing moderation, ask for many bowls? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Monks. Is it true, as is said, that monks, not knowing moderation, asked for many bowls? End quote. It is true, Lord. The Enlightened One, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, 
How, monks, can these foolish men, not knowing moderation, ask for many bowls? It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And having rebuked them and given reasoned talk, he addressed the monks, saying, quote, Monks, a bowl is not to be asked for. Whoever should ask for one, there is an offense of wrongdoing. End quote. For one was in parentheses. You know, I mean, I think it's important. Like, for example, you know, and God said, let there be light. I might say, and God said, you know, open parentheses, holding a cigarette in one hand, looking to the man next to him who had a lighter, end parentheses, let there be light. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the parentheses indicate that the Buddha didn't actually say that. So, never mind. Bad example. No, it was a good example. No, it wasn't. Now, at that time, a certain monk's bowl became broken. Then it occurred to that monk, quote, asking for a bowl is forbidden by the Lord, end quote. And being scrupulous, he did not ask, open parentheses, for one, close parentheses. And he went about for alms food to be put into his hands. <laughs> to be put was in parentheses. <clears throat> People, three dots, spread it about, saying, I, I, I got to show this, uh, was it Chris Rock? Pulling him a hand for a dime. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I think that was, I'm going to get you, suck up. Anyway. Um, quote, how can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, go about for alms food to be put, in parentheses, into their hands like followers of other sects? Oh, other sects. Oh, you don't want to be mistaken for those slobs. Don't even have a bowl. They're just like, hey, put, your, put the curry into my hands. Just plop it in there. Pour it under my hand and I'll rub it on my face. Like a Jainist. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't do that. Um, the, the, the Ajivika. No, I'm just kidding about them too. One of the other 62 that we don't know about. How about that? Time plus tragedy. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. <clears throat> then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion... In this connection, having given reasoned talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, when a bowl is destroyed, or when a bowl is broken, to ask for a bowl. End quote. I can already see how this is going to be abused. Like, I'm tired of this bowl. Smash! Can I have a bowl? Thanks. Mm. Oh, that was nice. Smash! Can I have another bowl? Disposable bowls. He's just invented disposable bowls. Now, at that time, the group of six monks, of course, of course it's the six monks who are going to ruin the environment. Quote, they said, quote, it is allowed by the Lord to ask for a bull when a bull is destroyed or when a bull is broken. End quote. And these, because their bulls, their bulls being in parentheses, were a little broken and a little chipped, 
and a little scratched, asked for many bowls. Then that potter, making many bowls as before, for the monks, was not able to make other goods for sale, and he did not keep himself going, and his wife and children suffered. As before, people, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, not knowing moderation, ask for many bowls? This man making bowls for these monks is not able to make other goods for sale, and he does not keep himself going, and his wife and children suffer. End quote. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks, when their bowls are a little broken and a little chipped and a little scratched, ask for many bowls? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you monks, when your bowls were a little broken, three dots, asked for many bowls? And quote, It is true, Lord, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, Quote, How can you, foolish men, when your bowls are a little broken, ask for many bowls? Three dots, ask for many bowls. It is not, foolish men, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. It causes wavering in some. It's the opposite of a good idea, basically, is in those dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should get another new bowl in exchange for a bowl mended in less than five places, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. That bowl is to be forfeited by that monk to the company of monks, and whatever is the last bowl belonging to that company of monks, that should be given to this monk with the words, quote within quotes, monk, this is a bowl for you. It should be kept until it breaks. Quote within quotes. That is the proper course in this case. End quote. As promised, we're going to let me from the past remind us what whatever means. Whatever means. He who, on account of his relations, on account of his social standing, on account of his name, on account of his clan, on account of his morals, on account of his dwelling on account of his field of activity, in parentheses, an elder or a novice or one of middle standing, this is called whatever. Oh, uh, monk means. He is a monk because he is a beggar for alms, a monk because he submits to wandering for alms, a monk because he is one who wears the patchwork cloth, a monk by the designation parentheses of others, and parentheses, a monk on account of his knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, on account of his acknowledgement, a monk is called, quote, come, monk, and parentheses. A monk is endowed with going to the three refugees. A monk is auspicious. A monk is the essential. A monk is a learner. A monk is an adept. 
A monk means one who is endowed with harmony for the order. The, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline, and parentheses. With steadfastness, with attributes of a man perfected. Whatever monk is endowed with harmony for the order, with the resolution at which the motion is put three times and then followed by the decision with actions, parentheses, in accordance with Dhamma and the discipline. I think that's implied, right? Maybe that's what they're saying. Okay, end parentheses. With steadfastness, okay, actions, like not just any old action, like actions that are, anyway. With steadfastness and the attributes of a man perfected, this one is a monk as understood in meaning, in this meaning. Well, all right. A bowl mended in less than five places means it is not mended, or it is mended in one place, place being in parentheses, or it is mended in two places, places being in parentheses, or it is mended in three places, in parentheses, or it is mended in four places, in parentheses. A bowl with no room for mends means its rim is not two finger lengths, in breadth, in parentheses. A bowl with room for mends means its room is two finger lengths in breadth, in parentheses. New bowl means it is so called with reference to the asking for it, in parentheses. Should get in exchange means he asks for it, it being in parentheses. There is an offense of wrongdoing in the action. It is to be forfeited on acquisition. It should be forfeited in the midst of the order. All should come together, taking each the bull in his keeping. An inferior bull should not be in his keeping if he hopes, quote within quotes, I shall receive a costly bull. End quote within quotes. If an inferior bull is in his keeping and he hopes, quote within quotes, I shall receive a costly bull, end quote within quotes, there is an offense of wrongdoing. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. That monk, approaching the order, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, honoring the feet of the senior monks, sitting down on his haunches, Saluting with joined palms should say, quote within quotes, Honored sirs, this bowl got in exchange by me for a bowl mended in less than five places is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order, end quote within quotes. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed the offense should be acknowledged by an experienced, competent monk. A monk endowed with five qualities should be agreed upon as a signer of bowls. Cool. One who would not follow a wrong course through desire. One who would not follow a wrong course through hatred. One who would not follow a wrong course through stupidity. One who would not follow a wrong course through fear. 
and one who would know what is taken and what is not taken. And thus, monks, should he be agreed upon, first the monk is to be requested. Having been requested, the order should be informed by an experienced, competent monk, saying, quote within quotes, Honored sirs, let the order listen to me. If it seems right to the order, the order should agree upon the monk so-and-so as a signer of bulls. This is the motion. Honored sirs, let the order listen to me. The order agrees upon the monk so-and-so as a signer of bulls. If it is pleasing to the venerable ones to agree upon the monk so-and-so as a signer of bulls, let them be silent. If it is not pleasing, they should speak. The monk so-and-so is agreed upon by the order as a signer of bowls. And it is right. Four dots. Four dots. So do I understand. End quote within quote. The monk agreed upon should make the bowl pass. He should say to an elder, quote within quotes, Honored sir, let the elder take the bowl. End quote within quotes. If the elder takes it, the elder's bowl should be passed to a second. He should not take it out of regard for him. For whoever should not take it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. It should not be made to pass to one who has what is not a bull. In this way, the bull should be made to pass down to the youngest member of the order. Whatever is the last bull belonging to that company of monks, that should be given to this monk with the words, quote within quotes, Monk, this is a bull for you. It should be kept until it breaks. End quote within quotes. This bowl should not be laid aside by that monk in what is not the right place. It should not be used for improper purposes. Ooh, there's a footnote. Ooh, ooh. I.e. for cooking, coloring, or boiling rice gruel. Oh, I was hoping that the purposes would be more inappropriate than that. Anyway, it should not be given away. With the words, quote within quotes, how can this bowl be lost or destroyed or broken? End quote within quotes, if it is laid aside in the wrong place or used for improper purposes or given away, there is an offense of wrongdoing. All right. This is the proper course in this case. Means, this is the appropriate course in this case. If he gets an unmended bowl in exchange for an unmended bowl, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets a bowl that is mended in one place, three dots, in two places, three dots, in three places, three dots, in four places, in exchange for an unmended bowl, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets an unmended bull, 
three dots. A bowl that is mended in one place, three dots. In two places, three dots. In three places, three dots. In four places, in exchange for a bowl that is mended in one place, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets an unmended bowl, three dots, a bowl that is mended in one place, three dots, in two places, three dots, in three places, three dots, in four places, in exchange for a bowl that is mended in two places, three dots, in three places, three dots, in four places, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets a bowl with no room for mends, in exchange for an unmended bowl, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets a bowl that has room for one mend in exchange for an unmended bowl, three dots, if he gets a bowl that has room for four mends in exchange for a bowl that is mended in four places, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. He's learned to like close all the loopholes right away and hopefully they won't find any more loopholes. Um, yes. If he gets a bowl with no room for men's in exchange for a bowl that has no room for men's three dots. If he gets a bowl that has room for four men's in exchange for a bowl that has room for four men's, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. There is no offense if the bowl is destroyed, if the bowl is broken, if they belong to relations, if they are invited, if it is for another, if it is by means of his own property, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. Well, that was Nisa Gia 22. What do you guys think about it? The bowl, quite a thing. You know, I have to admit, I uh, and Priel too, we both always assumed, I mean, just based on like living in modern life, that the begging bowl of the ancient Buddhists was something in which they would receive money. That people would go by and drop a coin or whatever form of money into the begging bowl. But no, they were not allowed. They were strictly forbidden from receiving money. The begging bowl was for their food. I remember reading somewhere it was in Dogen, but I don't remember which chapter. Talking about the 14 items that a monk is supposed to have with him. I think that that's not necessarily a Theravadan monk, you know? Because um, it seems to me that the, the, the robe, maybe three robes, and, uh, and the bowl are pretty much the only things, at least so far, that we've heard that the monk is supposed to have with him or allowed to have with him. I mean, surely there are other things. But uh, he listed, Dogen listed them. I just don't remember them. It's been several years. I think it's been 11 years since I read that. 
Well, anyway, uh, one of them was incense. So they have these like nice brass incense holders with a little chain, you know, that monks can have as part of their if they're like a traveling monk. So they can kind of set up their little uh, set up a little temple kind of wherever they go. I think some scriptures having having some some scriptures with them and some incense and a few other things. If you guys remember uh, Kung Fu, that show in the 70s, how uh, David Carradine as the half Chinese, half American Shaolin monk, he always had like a little bag with some powder in it and he'd ask for water and go to a bar and say, uh, just a glass of water please. And they'd say, water? Don't you want whiskey? No, I don't drink alcohol. He'd put his little powder into the water. Anyway, I think we'll find out with time, but I don't think it's a Theravada thing. But surely there'll be some other, a few other items that are uh, supposed to be carried by the Theravada monks as well. Are you ready for uh, Nisa Gia 23? Are you ready? Talking to the glow bear for the people listening to the podcast. It's a bright neon green small bear. Special guest. See, when we're in my office back in Delhi, our special guest is often a, uh, you know, some kind of statue or antique or a god or a, or a monk or a bodhisattva or a mythical figure from, from later Buddhism or from earlier times or both. But uh, while I'm on the road, it seems, at least so far, our only guests have been soft toys. Stuffed animals for you Americans. They call it soft toys here. Forfeiture. Nisagia. 13. Oh, excuse me, 23. 23, what does that remind me of? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. <clears throat> At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. They seem to have spent a lot of time there. Now at that time, the venerable Pilindavacha, ooh, a new, a new character, desiring to make a cave, had a mountain slope cleared near Rajagaha. Now, two things about that last sentence. Mountain was in parentheses, and Rajagaha is the old name for Rajgir. All right. Nalanda University. I, I talked about it before in this episode. If you want to know more about Rajgir, check out that stuff up there. All right. Then King Saniya Bimbisara of Magadha, of Magadha. I, I like saying saying it that way. It's my wife's ancestors. Never mind. Approached my god. Oh my god. Kyle Kinane, anybody? Oh my god! Anybody else a huge nerd? Um, approached the venerable Pilindivacha. Pilindavacha. And having approached and greeted the venerable Pilindavacha, he sat down at a respectful distance. There's sort of an Italian feel. Magad Pilindavacha. Mario. 
he sat down at a respectful distance. As he was sitting down at a respectful distance, King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha spoke thus to the venerable Pilindavacha, quote, What, honored sir, is the elder having made? End quote. Quote, Sire, desiring to make a cave, I am having a mountain slope cleared. End quote. He said, mountain being in parentheses. Quote, honored sir, does the master require an attendant for the monastery? End quote, says the king. Quote, sire, an attendant for a monastery is not prescribed by the Lord. End quote. Quote, well, honored sir, asking the Lord, you must tell him of me. End quote. Quote, very well, sire. End quote. The venerable Pilindavacha answered King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha. End, er, period. Then the venerable Pilindavacha thought, taught, excuse me, taught, not thought, forth, roused and gladdened King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha with Damatak. And when King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha had been taught, roused, and gladdened with Damatak, you ever teach, rouse, and gladden with Damatak? I have. Anyway, the uh, rising up from his seat, greeting the venerable Pilindavacha, he departed, keeping his right side towards him. Notice I always keep my right side towards you because I honor you, and also you can kind of see my body on this side. It's wrapped around. Never mind. Um, then the venerable Pilindavacha sent a messenger to the Lord to say, quote, Lord, King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha desires to present an attendant for a monastery. Now, Lord, what line of conduct is to be followed? End quote. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reasons talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, Monks, I allow an attendant for a monastery. End quote. Well, that was easy. Then a second time did King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha approach the venerable Pilindavacha, and having approached and greeted the venerable Pilindavacha, he sat down at a respectful distance. As he was sitting down at a respectful distance, King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha spoke thus, to the venerable, venerable Pilindavacha, quote, Honored sir, has the Lord prescribed an attendant for a monastery? End quote. Yes, sire, he said. Quote, well, honored sir, I will give the master an attendant for the monastery. End quote. Then King Senia Bimbasara of Magadha promising the venerable Pilindavacha an attendant for the monastery, forgetting, but, in parentheses, the but is in parentheses, one T, 
It's not nothing weird. Remembering after a time, addressed a chief minister who was concerned with all the affairs, saying, quote, My good man, has that attendant for the monastery whom I promised been given to the master? End quote. Quote, Your Majesty, an attendant for the monastery has not been given to the master. End quote. Quote, My good man, how long is it since it was considered? End quote. Then that chief minister, counting up the days, spoke thus to King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha. Quote, it is five hundred days, your majesty. End quote. Quote, well then give five hundred attendants for the monastery to the master. End quote. All right. Very well, your majesty. Uh, and the chief minister replying thus to King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha made over to the venerable Pilindavacha 500 attendants for the monastery and a distinct village established itself. They even called it the village of the monastery attendants and they called it Pilinda village. Now, at that time, the venerable, the venerable Pilindavacha came to be dependent for alms, in parentheses, on the families in this village. Then the venerable Pilindavacha, dressing in the morning, taking his bowl and robe, entered Pilinda village for alms food. The monk is going to beg in the village that's named after him. Quite a thing. Now, at that time, there came to be a festival in this village. Young girls... There's a footnote. So, Daraka Darake, uh, having something to do with the daughter of the monastery attendant's wife being jealous of other little girls? I'll just keep reading and see where this goes. Yes, so now at that time there came to be a festival in this village. The village, named after this monk that's begging in the village, right? We're all, we're all here. Everybody here? Did you wander off? Young girls wearing ornaments adorned with garlands were celebrating it. Then the venerable, venerable Pilinda Vacha, as he was going about Pilinda village, <clears throat> on continuous alms-begging, came up to the dwelling of a certain attendant of the monastery, and having come up, he sat down on the appointed seat. Now, at that time, the daughter of the, monastery's att the monastery attendant's wife, seeing other little girls wearing ornaments, adorned with garlands, cried and said, quote, Give me a garland. Give me an ornament. End quote. Then the venerable Pilindavacha said to that monastery attendant's wife, quote, Why is this little girl crying? End quote. I thought it was the wife that was crying. It was the little girl. It makes a little more sense. Quote, 
Honored sir, this little girl is crying because having seen other little girls wearing ornaments adorned with garlands, she says, quote within quotes, give me a garland, give me an ornament, end quote within quotes. Whence is there a garland for us who are poor? Whence is there an ornament? End quote. Then the venerable Pilindavacha, taking a roll of grass, said to the monastery attendant's wife, quote, Now set this roll of grass on this little girl's head. End quote. Then that monastery attendant's wife, taking that roll of grass, set it on the little girl's head. It became a golden chaplet. A chaplet of golden lotus, as it says here. A, su a suvanamala. Wow. All right. We're here. Uh, beautiful. Good to look upon. Charming. There was no golden chaplet like it in the women's quarters of the king. People said to the King Senia, people said to King Senia Bimbasara of Magadha, quote, Your Majesty, in the house of a certain monastery attendant, there is a golden chaplet, beautiful, good to look upon, charming. There is no golden chaplet like it in the women's quarters of Your Majesty. Okay, uh, yes, where were we? As he is poor, where could he have got it from? Could he have got it was in parentheses. Undoubtedly, it was taken by theft. Oh, undoubtedly. Couldn't be magic. Magic isn't real. End quote. At least not in Theravadan Buddhism. Maybe I'm wrong. There's ghosts with nails coming out of their heads and stuff, so... Psychics and whatnot. Then King Senia Bimbasara of Magadha had that monastery attendant's family imprisoned. Wow. For having a thing that surely you wouldn't be able to afford to have. He imprisons it. This king is not so not so just. Anyway. A second time did the venerable Pilindavacha, dressing in the morning, take his bowl and robe, taking his bowl and robe, enter Pilinda village for alms food. As he was going about in Pilinda village on continuous alms begging, he came up to that monastery attendant's dwelling, and having come up, he asked the neighbors, quote, Where has the monastery attendant's family gone? End quote. Quote, honored sir, they have been imprisoned by the king on account of that golden chaplet. End quote, they said. Then the venerable Pilindavacha went up to the residence of King Senia Bimbisara, emphasis on the Bimbi, 
never mind, of Magadda, and having gone up, he sat down on the appointed seat. Then King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha approached the venerable Pilindavacha, and having approached and greeted the venerable Pilindavacha, he sat down at a respectful distance. As he was sitting down at a respectful distance, the venerable Pilindavacha said to King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha, quote, How is it, sire? that the monastery attendant's family is imprisoned, end quote. Quote, honored sir, in that monastery attendant's house, there was a golden chaplet, beautiful, good to look upon, charming. There is no golden chaplet like it in our women's quarters. Where could, it, could he have got it from as he is poor? Could he have got it, being in parentheses? Undoubtedly, it was taken by theft, end quote. Then the venerable Pilindavacha exercised volitional force and said, quote, The palace of King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha is golden, end quote. And it became made all of gold. He said, quote, now, sire, from where have you got so much gold? End quote. <laughs> Saying, quote, I understand, honored sir. This is the master's majesty of psychic potency. End quote. He set free the monastery attendant's family. People delighted, full of satisfaction, because they heard that a state of further men a wonder of psychic potency had been shown by Master Pilindavacha to the king and his retinue, presented five kinds of medicine to the venerable Pilindavacha, that is to say ghee, fresh butter, oil, honey, molasses. Now, the venerable Pilindavacha was customarily a receiver I don't think that means what the dirty-minded among you think it means. Moving along. So when he received the five kinds of medicine, he gave them away among his company. So there you go. What? He was customarily a receiver. All right. And his company came to live in abundance. Whatever they received, filling pots and pitchers, they put them away. And filling water strainers and bags, they hung them up in the windows. These pots, etc., in parentheses, were leaking, and the dwelling places became beset and overrun by rats. People seeing this, this being in parentheses, as they were engaged in touring the dwelling places, looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, These recluses... Sons of the Sakyans are storing up goods indoors, like King Senia Bimbisara of Magadha. <laughs> that guy. End quote. Monks heard these people who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can monks strive after abundance such as this? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, monks, that monks 
strive after abundance such as this? End quote. It is true, Lord, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, Monks, how can these foolish men strive after abundance such as this? It is not, monks, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Those medicines which may be partaken of by ill monks, that is to say, ghee, fresh butter, oil, honey, molasses. Excepting these, they may be used as a store for at most ten days. For him who exceeds that, period, period being in parentheses, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. Those medicines which are partaken of by ill monks means ghee. Oh, ghee is called ghee. What? Ghee is called ghee. Oh, okay, okay. So we're going to define each of the five. Right, okay. Ghee is called ghee from cows or ghee from she-goats or ghee from buffaloes. Ghee from those whose meat is suitable. Fresh butter means fresh butter from just these. Oil means sesame oil, oil of mustard seeds, oil containing honey, oil of the castor oil plant, oil from a tallow. Honey means honey of bees. Molasses means what is produced from sugarcane. Excepting these, they may be used as a store for at most seven days means they may be used for seven days at the maximum. For him who exceeds that period, there is an offense involving forfeiture means it is to be forfeited on the eighth day at sunrise. It should be forfeited to three dots an individual. The, in the three dots was to the order to a group or saving a little bit of room, little bit little bit by butchering the text anyway um, and thus monks should it be forfeited quote within quotes honored sirs seven days having elapsed this medicine of mine is to be forfeited I forfeit it to the order end quote within quotes three dots open quote within quotes three dots the order should give back three dots let the venerable ones give back three dots may I give back this medicine to the venerable one End quote. If he thinks that seven days have elapsed, when they have elapsed, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he is in doubt as to whether the seven days have elapsed, then that's some good medicine. No. Uh, then uh, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that seven days have elapsed when they have not elapsed, there is an expiation, uh, uh, an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is allotted when it is not allotted, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is bestowed when it is not bestowed, three dots. If he thinks that it is lost when it is not lost, three dots. Some other J.A. Abrams, J.J., good old J.J. If he thinks that it is destroyed, when it is not destroyed, three dots lost the show. It's a little joke. I'm just trying to interject a little bit of levity here and there, especially during the boring parts. 
Not that this is boring. I'm not bored. Are you? If he thinks that it is burnt when it is not burnt, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is stolen when it is not stolen, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Acquiring something that has been forfeited, it must not be made use of for bodily enjoyment. It must not be consumed. It may be done into a lamp or black color. All right. It may be made use of by another monk for bodily enjoyment. It must what? It may be used. It may be made use of by another monk. Just not you, monk. The monk next to you. Then he's in trouble because these rules also apply to him. Unless he's from a different order. I don't know. Um, give it to one of those Ajivika monks. Uh, it must not be consumed by him. By him being in parentheses. Has it started to ferment? Fermented honey is becoming need? Maybe? No. If he thinks that the seven days have not elapsed when they have elapsed, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether the seven days have not elapsed, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he thinks that seven days have not elapsed when they have not elapsed, there's no offense. Right? There is no offense if within seven days it is allotted, bestowed, lost, destroyed, burnt, if they tear it from him, if they take it on trust, if it is sacrificed, renounced, given up to one who is not ordained, if one devoid of longing, giving and acquiring, and being in parentheses, makes use out of it, makes use of it, excuse me, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. Okay, cool. I think that um, two of these Nisagaya is enough for today, because these were a little longer and more involved than some of these. Some of them are rather short. These, these had some interesting stories happening in them, didn't they? What are your thoughts? Someone turning things to gold? Interesting, interesting. Perhaps back then this sort of thing was more uh, common. Anyhow, thank you all for going on this often interesting ride with me. I hope you enjoyed the new location. And um, I'll go ahead and close. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace.